Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Hootie and the Blowfish lead guitarist Mark Bryan rocks the Weinberg Center in Frederick, Maryland on Saturday night with the Screaming Trojans, a mix of his buddies from Seneca Valley and Gaithersburg High Schools. We spoke about him growing up in Maryland before meeting Darius Rucker at the University of South Carolina to form Hootie and the Blowfish with hits like Hold My Hand, Let Her Cry, Time, and Only Wanna Be With You. Hey, Mark Bryan, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we're talking because you're coming to the Weinberg Center um, along with the Screaming Trojans. Uh, you know, everyone's going to know you from the you know, lead guitarist from Hootie and the Blowfish. But this Weinberg show is cool because it's the Screaming Trojans, which I know is a bit of a, a local shout out to, to two local uh, high schools, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a Seneca Valley uh, Screaming Eagle. And then a couple of my best buddies are Gaithersburg Trojans. So we mix the two mascot names who come up with that band name and play shows around the area. And uh it's been a blast. We've been doing it the last decade or so, and uh, a bunch of our friends from growing up show up, and it's really cool to be able to play with guys who I grew up with, you know, that are still really talented musicians, and um, it's been a blast. Awesome. So wait, so you were born in Silver Spring, but then you went to high school at Seneca. That's what you're saying. So did you move to yeah, we down after in, uh, that? Or? We lived in Bethesda for a little while, and then Montgomery Village, and I went to high school at Seneca, and then went to college at University of South Carolina. Gotcha. Now I want to talk uh, some high school shop with you really quick before we get into the, the concerts. Was was Seneca, was that the Al Thomas days? Was he the head coach back then football? It was. Yeah. yeah. I played yeah. I played JV. I did not play varsity under Al, but I played JV while he was varsity coach and played basketball under Coach Doan. And uh, yeah, it's uh, those were those years. Solid, awesome. solid athletics at Seneca Valley during that oh time. Oh my God, legendary! No, so I, I don't. I only reason I know that is because um, my grandmother taught at Damascus High School for years, and that's where Al Thomas left Seneca and went and coached and won some state titles at Damascus. After when I was growing up, we went to watch those games. But um, personally, I have a, a bone to pick with you because Seneca beat my senior year at Linganore High School up in Frederick County. They beat us at the state championship at, at Raven Stadium. So come on, Screaming Eagles! I'm a little mad at the Screaming Eagles. <laughs> As if we didn't already have enough state championships under our belt, probably at the time. <laughs> I have no, no he, idea what it's up to now. It's it's ridiculous. He really did. He he racked up um quite a series of, of championships, and and it's really cool. Like I see some of the t-shirts sometimes when people walk around, I'm like wow, they won a lot of state championships, and that's <laughs> impressive. And uh, and yeah, he he had a good run, and and a lot of everyone speaks highly of him that played for him. You know, he was a great coach. Yeah, I think, and then after that, I think it was like Changuris, I think. But Chang anyway, Gurus, by the time was, I was there, yeah. Who was also uh, one of my JV coaches. Wow, see, was, that's why That's why I had to throw out, the, I had to name He was my I JV, he was guys. my, Changuris was my JV quarterback's coach at Seneca Valley. Also oh, a great wow. guy. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And by the time we were there, his son was playing for him against us. So yeah. So oh, it, that's so cool. Yeah, that's man. So, cool. so yeah, the local ties run deep here. But that's cool. Well, yeah. you know, the football thing is one thing, but their biggest legacy is you. You know, you went on to such great success. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I look at it like that, but no, myself and Dean Felber, uh, who also our bass player for Hootie, who's also was a screaming eagle. Um, you know, we we were in high school. It's so funny because we were in a high school band with a couple of guys from Gaithersburg uh, at the time. And our band was called Missing in Action or MIA. And we would play all the, all the high school parties back in the day. And, uh, and then it's just so funny all these years later to still be in a, a mixed Seneca Gaithersburg band, you know, just how <laughs> it was supposed to be, I guess, you know. That's awesome. So and, obviously- and, the, and, the, and the reason that is, and I think I should point this out for anyone who's from the area, they uh, can understand is at the time, Montgomery Village Avenue was a borderline that split whether or not you went to Seneca or Gaithersburg, depending on which side of Montgomery Village Avenue you lived on. And, uh, and so um, a lot of our friends from junior high, we all ended up, we were best friends, but we all ended up going to different to two different schools. So I think that there was something about that that brought those two schools together, you know. I feel that, man. Did you guys have a, did you have like, a, um, up here, it was the same thing. It was Linganore and Urbana. And we, we played for the I-70 trophy. They took the sign off the road and put it on a trophy. Did you guys have anything with that? Did you take the road uh, sign in Montgomery Village? At- <laughs> no, there were definitely some mascot things that happened. And then there were always these like fights at the McDonald's and Gamesburg Square. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, we can't really joke about it because there's actually been an alarming number of uh, fights this year up, up this way. I don't wait. Wait, where are yeah. you? Where, where are we talking? Where are we talking to you? Where, where's this? I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. I've lived here for uh, you know 20 some years now. Okay, uh, 20, well let, let's let let's tie it all together for our listeners um, who are like, why are they talking about high school football? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so you went. So obviously, you, like you know, like you're saying, you've come full circle and you're playing with the band members, you know, from the high school, Gaithersburg and Sanford. yeah. So D- Dean and I, uh, you know, Dean and I played together in a high school band, Missing in Action, and both ended up coincidentally choosing university of South Carolina for college. Mm-hmm. And we got down there and li- and they put us on two different dorm halls in the same building without us ever asking anything. Wow. And Darius lived on my hall. And then by sophomore year, Darius and Dean were roommates. So we all be- just became tight and started playing together right away. And, uh, and we're still together. <laughs> and when he says the name Darius, we're of course talking about the legendary Darius Rucker, who's you know doing his own thing in country now. But you guys still reunite with Hootie all the time. And I think we just—I just saw you guys. What was it? Your last tour at um Merriweather. Um, it yeah. was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah, you guys still bring show. it. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, that was a really great show. That was a special show for me, obviously. Um, and thank you for being there. Yeah, that means a lot. Oh, absolutely. So do you guys play the, you know, at, at this uh, Weinberg Center show up here in Frederick, Maryland, do you guys play any of the Hootie stuff or is it more like, you know, your, your midlife priceless? Uh, it's a uh, mix. You know, I'm going to do, I'll do uh, probably five to seven Hootie songs that the Screaming Trojans know. I mean, just the other day, the, the guy set me up and had an idea of why don't we do this one this way, you know? So we're definitely doing some Hootie in the show. I, I would say, you know, a third of the set would be Hootie stuff that I've, either written co-written or written or whatever um and then some of the hits and stuff and then um a lot and then we'll do some of the songs from my recent record midlife priceless and then we'll do then we do a series of covers because here's the beautiful thing about screaming trojans when we were coming up playing these all these songs our drummer ricky slezak could always play rush and zeppelin and police and all the best drummers and everything sure and but we never could sing we never you know it was hard to play that stuff at parties because no we nobody could sing like that high you know those songs were their tenor vocals you know, oh my so. god yeah 
And so we just never had a singer that could pull it off until Scott Tucker. And that's when the Screaming Trojans began. And so Scott Tucker not only sings harmony with me on the Hootie and Hootie stuff and my solo stuff, but he, he can sing Zeppelin, Police, Rush. So we're doing all of these songs from our childhood that we could never do live back then. We can only do them in our basement. Now we're doing them live. And so it's just kind of this like teen, teenage garage rock fun thing that but it's really good. I mean, it's a really good band. It's a, Ricky's an amazing drummer. I mean, he's world-class. Um, Lip is the bass player and he's one of my best friends of all time. And he went from playing keyboard and missing in action in high school to becoming a really good bass player and, key, and a guitar player. He's a, a, a jukebox of songs. Yeah. And then um, Kevin Heister, who's a, a local guy, lives in uh, Buckystown over there. And uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah. And he plays around and his son, Michael Heister, is opening the show and they play around Frederick area, do a lot of pub shows around Maryland and stuff. And, oh, if he's um, in, if he's from Buckystown, he just heads right up, you know, 85 and he's at the Weinberg in like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. Yeah, he's, he's, right he's either in Urbana or Buckystown. I can't remember which, but you can see Sugarloaf from his house I and mean, he's right over there. So, um, and so, I mean, it's a very cool local show and it's just going to be so much fun. Oh, the Weinberg. Have you played Weinberg Center before? It's a historic spot up here in Frederick. I have not. I can't, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we, we wanted to do it right. We wanted to bring it like we've been playing around the Maryland, D.C. area as much as we can, Virginia, for our fans from that area. But we keep making everybody where we're from drive over to Annapolis, or Northern <laughs> yeah. Virginia. And so I thought, well, why don't we do something where everybody lives, all those folks? And uh, and, and we landed at Weinberg Center. And I'm just thrilled. I'm, I'm honored to to be able to be able to play there. And even if we only fill the, the floor section, it'll still be a very uh, fun rocking evening uh successful to us that's what we're looking to do is just is uh make sure that the people that want to see us are there and get to see a great show and hopefully they spread the word to their friends and we pack the place out so uh, but either way it's going to be an amazing night we've added a uh, a rock school i'm not sure the name but we've added a rock school to the bill so that's going to be fun having some local kids play early including michael heister who's kevin's son i was talking about who is just super talented um so we'll showcase him that night too that's awesome. Yeah, you're you're going to love it. It's one of those, you know, like old, I believe it was like a movie palace back in like the 20s, you know, and then they, somebody told me that. Yeah, they renovated it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you're oh, going to cool. be a fun spot. And Frederick, if you haven't been up here in a while, I mean, I know you're, you know, Germantown area, Gettysburg, but um, it, the restaurant scene and it's really coming back. I mean, post pandemic, it's, I guess, slowly starting to get back open. But yeah, it's really it's really nice. You'll like it. I was up there recently uh, last year when we were rehearsing for our Ramshead show and I stayed in town and uh, noticed that I noticed like all this new stuff going on. But then there's all the history and the yeah. All the old buildings are still there. And it's just, this. Yeah. There's a, it reminded me of a lot of the sort of mid-size um, towns in the south, south through southeast. And, and mm -hmm. Frederick reminded me of that a little bit, where it's yeah. like kind of kind of growing. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people moving there and it, it's getting this like kind of newer vibe, you know, to, yeah. to, to, to a historic site. You know, it's kind of cool. I, I've been seeing that happen a lot up and down the coast. And that's yeah. cool that it's happening to Frederick. Definitely. Well, you're speaking, thanks for the segue. Speaking of the the old stuff mixed with the new stuff. Let's we've talked a lot about the new band. Uh, let's uh, give me a time, have a little bit of time for some memories of, of the Hootie days. So I know you kind of alluded, you alluded to it. You know, you guys formed um, all as, you know, down the hall roommates and stuff, <laughs> my dorm mates at university of South Carolina, but take me into those early days before crack review. Like, were you just, we interviewed Darius a couple years ago. I believe I'm trying to remember he was saying you were just sort of selling tapes out of the back of vans and traveling up and down the coast or remind me of those early struggles. Days. That's it, man. I mean, we we uh we were 
we, we kind of became known as Hootie and the Bluefish during our college years. And it was too late to change the name by the time we were seniors. So we just went with it. And we, <laughs> Wait, where'd it come from, though? How, what, what was the name? What was the name? It was the nickname of two guys that were in this vocal group with Darius that was part of a university called Carolina Alive. And he nicknamed them. One of them looked like an owl and one of them looked like Dizzy Gillespie with puppy cheeks. And he nicknamed them Hootie and Blowfish. And they walked into a party together. And uh, there, there was your name. And, and at the time we never knew anything was come from us. So we were like, sure, that, that's fine. That name will be fine. <laughs> and then we became known as that. And so we couldn't change it. And then everyone thought Darius was Hootie and he didn't really want to be, he was like, nah, but then he finally just accepted it. And I guess he still explains, Hey, I'm not really, Hootie. some people, yeah. you know, still don't get it and that's fine. It's worked out for us. You know, it wasn't my first, it wouldn't have been my first choice as a name if, if back then, if you had asked me. Uh, if I'd known that all this was going to happen, but yeah. you know, maybe it's part of why all this happened. So I, I, I can't say, you know, anything bad about our name, even though it wasn't my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a catchy name, but now, now you're, t if, if he's Hootie, you're one of the blowfish and it just happened that way. So it's, I guess so. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> you know, him, him having the uh, country career and the solo career yeah. as Darius Rucker, I think helps yeah. a lot. And oh, I think there's a lot of people now who know Darius Rucker and don't even know about Hootie. So, you oh, know, hands down. Yeah, so I think it'll all come full circle in the long run. Um, and, and so anyway, we, we became known as Hooting the Blowfish um, by senior year. And so we started getting gigs outside of Columbia. You know, we had been playing Columbia for three years, and all the bars, all the frats and everything. And we started getting gigs at other colleges and, other, and like playing Charleston and that kind of thing. And next thing we knew, you know, it was growing quick. People, you know, if 30 people came the first time, 50 were there the next time and then 100. <laughs> Yeah. So we started doing that in as many towns as we could around the Southeast and started making cassettes and CDs, uh, you know, EP size cassettes and CDs that we would sell at our shows and at some of the local record stores. And eventually uh, the crowds got really big in some markets. And then we were selling as many of our EP in the record stores as like, you know, REM and Red Hot Chili Peppers and yeah. U2 and so the label started going, who's this local band selling like hotcakes, like all these other bands. And, and that's when they came to look at us and there was a line out the door and, and the rest is history. And the, and the best way to, to read that story really is it just got released this past spring and it's a uh, Tim Summers book. Uh, I believe it's called only want to be with you. And he, he's the guy, he's the A&R rep from Atlantic that signed us back in 93. Oh, okay. And, um, and he tells the story just eloquently. I mean, you know, I, I read it when he put the book out, I was like, you know, I couldn't have told it better myself. I got lived it. And I lived it, and I was still hanging on every page. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a really, really good book. Awesome. I'm sure he appreciates the plug. Everybody, everybody, check that out. Um, awesome. All right. Well, so then, of course, then Cracked Review comes. You know, and that's that. Just is. It's to this day. It's still one of the top selling albums ever because that was back when everyone was buying CDs. So man, that thing just caught on wildfire. Um, what was it? Was it? What was the show? Was it the Letterman show? I think you did Letter Cry. It was. Was that when you got mainstream? Like yeah, it was like, hold my hand. It was hold my hand. Hold my hand. And he. That's when he held the CD up and said, "If you don't own this, something's wrong with you." You know, something like that. <laughs> and uh, it blew up right after that but you know it felt like a, a macro version of what had happened around the southeast you know and i think it just was this element of us being the right band at the right time with the right sound for whatever reason and uh, and it, it, it blew up quick and and you know it, it was wonderful for us because we didn't we never had to put on any pretense or move to la or you know try to be something we weren't it was just 
the, the four of us making music the way we had done for the five years before that since college and it just blew up oh, yeah. uh, so it felt, felt really good felt genuine awesome awesome oh the gen and that you guys all sound and just you could tell that the genuine and and authentic and it just you know it just came through the the speakers and and our screens and and yeah it, it, we we loved you um if you have a second i'd love to do a deep dive on some of those famous hits because i know sure. you mentioned you'll be yeah. playing a couple of them at the weinberg so let's give let's tease them a little bit so i guess hold my hand would have been one would have been the first one do you do you remember where you were you know in the studio putting that one together who yeah, which no, you I, wrote it you know that's actually a great segue for you to give to me here because we haven't really mentioned Sony yet, who was our drummer who joined in 89, our senior year of college. And the first song he brought in was hold my hand. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember sitting with him and, and I came up with that little lick over top of it while he's, while he's playing it right away. And, and, you know, it was written as is uh, he already had all the verses and everything written. As this is, is Jim Sonefeld. Yep. Okay. And um, that, that was the first, Thing, thing he brought in because the whole idea was hey i want like we we needed a drummer but we wanted somebody who was going to be into doing original music and he was in a cover band but looking to he was writing songs looking to play original music so it was the perfect fit and uh that was the first song he brought in which is hilarious and he also just put out a book while we're plugging books plug he away just, uh, <laughs> yeah I, he just wrote his book um recently too and it's more about his story, although it does tell the Hootie story from his perspective. But I think it's more about his personal journey than than the Hootie story. Sure, uh, sure. But anyway, I wanted to plug that too. So plug it. Check yeah, out, hey, check if, you think, if, you, if you think of any more, keep plugging. <laughs> <laughs> no, we only have two right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, by the end of this interview, we'll have a third. But uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right. How about Let Her Cry? Because that to, to this day, I think is one of the greatest songs of, of the of the whole 90s era. I mean, it is. Uh, ha, was that based on anyone's experience of, you know, going to oh, the back and watching her get high and all that? And, you know, Darius Dar oh, tells man. the story of uh, he came home drunk one night, late night. And we used to go you know, five points Columbia hard back in those days. And you don't even go out till 11 p.m. So I'm sure we're talking like 4 a.m. kind of stuff here, 3 a.m. <laughs> and he's he gets home and he's he, he would always listen to uh bonnie Raitt. and so and, and and then he that night when he is out he had heard she talks to angels for the first time mm, yes and he made the Black he made our buddy yeah and he yeah. made our buddy the bartender play it again and again he's like that song's amazing so he got home he's like i want to write she talks to angels for bonnie Raitt." wow and that's and let her cry is what came out wow and uh, I think that's a great story. <laughs> it is a great story. He woke wow. up the he next morning Angels. and that's that's what he had, you know, just this drunken version of like, you know, trying to write his version of She Talks to Angels for for, for Bonnie Ray, for, if Bonnie Ray were going to sing it or, or maybe to her or something, you know, like he didn't really know. And then uh, later he confessed that he kind of, he, he probably switched the roles, like it's him in the song, but he says, he's like acting like he's talking about the girl, but it's uh. really him. 
really uh, happened. Ah, so and the then, girl goes back and finds him uh, and says, oh, yeah, mama. He's, he's, like, when he says that, there's, like, he's the pain one, in his he's voice. He's the one that's in pain, dude. He's the one that's in pain, not the girl. But he's singing about the girls if she yeah. were in pain. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah. And uh, I, and then my first memory of playing that is at the brewery in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were, <laughs> in, we were at Soundcheck. And Darius was kept playing it because he had just written it and he couldn't stop playing it and so we were we just started playing along with him and, and we all like after the fourth time through everybody had good parts and you know and then that was it you know <laughs> and then that also has a good story where we were opening for dylan fence in uh at the georgia theater in athens and we had just done our set and we played that song for the first time let her cry live and um and so we we said that on stage and we were like, we don't even have a name for it yet. And so we, then after our set, we're out there watching Dylan Fence and this kid walks up and he goes, Hey Bo, it's me and Darius and standing there. He goes, Hey Bo, uh, you know that song y'all played, but you didn't have a name. Oh, I, I, th I think you just call it let her cry. Cause the gonna cry, her, let her cry. <laughs> wow. That's how and the title I, came about. <laughs> I swear to God. So that's how we named the song. And I mean, I know you're gonna have to beep all that out. And I'm sorry, but, right. uh, that is the true story and i love that story <laughs> oh thanks for thanks for sharing it thanks for sharing that that's great um uh, but no i mean it is an all-timer i mean just from the opening line it's just visual storytelling it's, she sits alone by a lamppost and then oh it's just it's just great it's great um all right well if that's sort of a on a somber tragic note then only want to be with you is more of an upbeat you know kind of a, a fun one um and get any stories of how that came together and i started i started playing that lick um it, i think it's dylan fence influence actually because we were doing a lot of shows with them at the time and um and, and darius kind of noticed that and he was like yeah that, that sounds like it could be a dylan fence song and i'm like sure enough like it had, it had that kind of just good energy and so he wrote those, those lyrics about uh dylan sitting on a fence and he was singing to his girlfriend about like a bob dylan song and uh and then i also remember trying to play the rhythm of it like pinball wizard you know, like ding and ding and ding and ding and ding and ding and ding. I remember when I was writing the lick, I was like, I want to, I want to get the energy of Pinball Wizard into this. So somehow, you know, like that double time strum. Wow. Um, those are my Dude, early the, memories. The Who and Bob Dylan combined to inspire that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan Fence. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan Fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And then, um, and then Darius didn't. He didn't think it should be on Cracked Review. He thought it was like too cheesy or something. And so he, he was like trying to vote to get it off a of cracked review. And then later it became one of the biggest singles. He, and he came back to everybody's like, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he I still would... tells that story to this day too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Did, so I guess, and the dolphins make me cry is obviously because, you know, Darius is a huge Miami dolphins fan, but what, what was it for you? Was it the, the commanders? I'm, I'm still not who? used to that yet. I got to get, I'm, I'm still sorry. not used to that yet, man. I'm sorry. Well, who? You know what? They both stink just as much. <laughs> These days, we've gone thirty years of a of a drought, man. Yeah, the the product hasn't changed either way, no matter what you call it. And it won't until uh, Dan Snyder changes and we get a new owner. That probably seems to be the truth at this. So point. wait, yes. hang on. Sorry, side tangent. Did you go to RFK a bunch growing up? The Joe Gibbs glory years. I did. I did. I went to RFK my whole life. Went to the last game at RFK against Dallas, where we won triumphantly to go to the playoffs or or to knock them out of the playoffs or something. Yeah. And then um. Did you get a piece uh, of the field? You know how people were ripping I did. Up I got, got a piece of the field. I don't have it anymore. I planted it in an old house or something. But I okay. do have 
I do have, I knocked out the back of this, my grandfather's season ticket seats. Oh, nice. Um, and I have that and it's in my man cave. I have a seat from RFK and like a little, the panel from a seat, uh, my grandfather's seat. At good RFK. memories. Yeah. I used to go with my grandfather. It's just good memories. And, and the fact that it was like an exclusive, like you didn't, you couldn't be as many people there, you know, it was a smaller stadium and the stand shook and stuff and nothing like it. Nothing like it. They let, they let people kick out the seats that day. Yeah. Everybody was doing it. So I did, went and did it. And like, it's just cool to have. It's really cool to have. So cool. All right. Well, I just went, I needed to know what team made you cry in that when you play that song. All right. Well, one, one more off of that album. We got to talk time because it's my father's favorite song of your guys. So um, why do you think well, that that is man that if the other ones are like, you know, universal relationship stuff, time, I feel like is more transcendent dealing with like a more big concept of, of time itself. But how did it you is. Come up with and it? that was, that was sort of uh, Darius and Sony wrote that together lyrically. And I think it was kind of Sony thinking big, like hold my hand, kind of anthemic. And then Darius personalized it a little more and it comes off amazingly well. <laughs> I mean, it's just beautiful. <laughs> I love playing that song because it's powerful live. And we did a live video of it here in Charleston at the North Charleston Coliseum that you know is the video for that track. Mm-hmm. And it's live. You know, we didn't put the uh, the album version on the video it's it's a live video and uh, so that's that's fun to check out if you like that song um it's got a lot of energy obviously it was done locally which is cool great song great song well thank you for taking us into a deep dive we won't we'll go into all i mean drowning they're all there were so many other good ones on man there. you know yeah. we can go all day but then now we're, we're writing my book that's yeah that's <laughs> exactly. the third book exactly. that's the third <laughs> book we were talking about well i'm sure you'll play all of those at the Winebury. that'll bring it back around um well actually- i would say this um hey everybody visit me at um mark brian music on insta or mark brian on facebook and and um mark, it might be mark brian hootie on facebook and t- and tell me what you want to hear, you know, like do, pipe in on, on my uh, posts about the show and tell me what songs you want to hear. That'll help me put my set list together and play the songs that I know people want to hear. So, um, yeah. you know, shout them out, folks. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, see, it's interactive. Shout them out on social and on the web. Absolutely. Can I, I need to make can i request at least one off of fairweather johnson uh old man and me or tucker's town i mean that's I, it's underrated you know everyone always holds it up against crack review but like it wasn't as big but i thought it was pretty damn big and i love those songs thanks man yeah you definitely can can put those up for uh for a vote i, I will tell you that i'm planning on doing uh honey screw from from fairweather johnson already okay uh so there you go we're you know we're, we're trying to go a little deep here do you ever do you I know, Go Blind like I said, off the Friends soundtrack? Does anyone ever request definitely that? Gonna, definitely doing that one. Definitely doing that one. Okay, so that's a must. That's a go-to. Yeah, all the I mean, all the hit, all the ones you named earlier, and I Go Blind will all be on the list for sure. Okay, great. Not to mention some of your favorite deep cuts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go, I have to ask: Do you have a favorite of the Darius Rucker, uh, you know, post Hootie? Well, I guess not post Hootie. The concurrently parallel career with Hootie because you're still going. Uh, any of the favorite country I have, songs? I have two favorites. Um, one is "It Won't Be Like This for Long." Oh, so good. Um, I have like physically bald listening to that song. <laughs> yeah. So good. Well, Cause you got kids too. I mean, that, I mean, yes. And yeah. I knew his kids, I know his kids. And, and I, at the time, like I knew, you know, that, yeah. and we were both, we both had young kids at the time. I mean, yeah, that song was great. And then um, I also really like comeback song. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm more fan of the less 
country vibe. I'm more of a rock guy. Like I, I, I sort of like the more crossover yeah. vibe, you know. Well, um, that one was a cool double meaning too, because it was a, a, a guy asking the girl to come back, but also it was like his comeback, in, you know, into country. And, you know what I mean? It kind of worked yeah. on multiple levels. It's a, it's just a, it's also a really good song, and and we 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 did a lot of his songs live, like because we were still doing the Charleston show every year. Yeah. while he was coming up through the country thing and so we were playing whatever his hit was at the time in charleston i remember playing comeback song one year and i was like oh, I, I can play this song every night it's really fun <laughs> so if it's a fun guitar song too you know yeah even up here at merriweather i mean it's 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 kind of cool because you, you 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 busted out a couple darius solo country we did, we did all right yeah yeah we i mean why not you know i mean he's uh He's done great. Like, and people love those songs. I mean, you know, that's that's all. That's what playing live is all about, creating those moments. So, of course, yeah. we're going to do that. It's such a signature voice and such a signature sound. It wouldn't be the same without your your guitar. And it's so cool that you're from our area. And thanks for taking time to join us on WTOP. I assume you probably listened to us growing up. <laughs> I did. I, WTOP was my CBS affiliate my entire uh, childhood. So. Um, this is an honor to be speaking with you. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for helping me promote the show at the Weinberg Center in Frederick, Maryland. On Saturday, October 22nd, 8 p.m. Get your tickets now, weinbergcenter.org. It's Mark Bryan, of famously of Hootie and the Blowfish, but we'll, this time we'll be playing with the Screaming Trojans for all you high school uh, football fans. <laughs> hey, One thanks so plug. much. Yeah, whatever you want to plug. plug. This is my REM tribute band. Voice of Harold. You got an REM tribute band too? Yes. Where do they, is it up and down East coast or cross country? Where do We've you play? only played two shows and they've both are been down here near, you know, wasn't one in Wilmington, one in Charleston, but um, it's fun. And we're, you know, we're just, we're, the four of us are doing it for fun on the side, but we get to play all the REM classics, which is awesome. just so fun. Do you, do you are you going to bring them up to, to voice of Harold up to Maryland, DC? Yeah. I mean, I mean we'll, hopefully. Yep. If, uh, well, that's why I'm, telling everybody about it now if you if you want a good rem tribute band up you know hire us <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's you really a t-shirt it's really yeah. fun it's just something really different and really cool so hey bust out some losing my religion or something at the weinberg and then you know plant some seeds you know i might have to tease it a little yeah <laughs> thanks so much for doing this uh you were really generous with your time i thank appreciate you. it sir thank you very much all right talk soon see you at the show all right see you Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.